three, two, one. Welcome to the Primary Languages Network podcast. I'm Kate Percival and with me is Emily Woodruff. Hi, Emily. Hello. And uh, well, this is the fourth, am I right? Fourth podcast. Mm -hmm. And so far, there's been such a good range of topics covered, actually. We've been talking about how long lessons should be, uh, bits about transition, using target language, um, streamlining the the scheme of work, talking about mixed age class solutions as well. Listen to that one yesterday that you and Catherine did. And you'd really thought about it because Mm -hmm. what Catherine was saying, there were so many different scenarios and it's not a one size fits all, is it? So if Mm -hmm. if that's something that you you missed uh, and it's applicable to your school, then definitely head back to podcast number three about mixed age classes. Mm -hmm. So what have we got for today? Right, today. So we're going to talk about subject knowledge. Okay. Okay, And I think that's going to be um, one of your questions, I think your research you've thought about. Mm. And I'm going to talk about grammar and specifically how we are uh, using uh, adjectives, how we're sort of developing the topic, the theme of adjectives in our scheme of work. Okay. Great. So shall we get started? Yeah, let's go. All right. So our first question uh, is uh, from Joe. So thank you, Joe, on Twitter, one of our members. So the question is, how do you develop teacher knowledge subject for non-specialists amidst a workload and teacher retention crisis? Okay, so subject knowledge. So that's not necessarily a teacher's knowledge of the language, but it's their their, their knowledge of pedagogy. Mm-hmm. So the how of teaching primary languages. So this is something that I deal with a lot in the, the CPD journey that we run. And it's something I'm really passionate about, actually, because I and we all do think that every teacher can deliver a ambitious and robust primary languages uh, curriculum within primary schools. So the, the short answer, Joe, is there's lots, there's so much that we can be doing to support our colleagues. Um, however, we are very realistic that there is a time implication. And, um, you know, when do you find the time to go uh, and read the book or do the research? So luckily, we live in an online world, don't we? And, and lots of help can be accessed by the click of a mouse nowadays. And so if it's uh, confidence that teachers are lacking, then there's so much that, that we can do there. If it's linguistic competence and they do feel that they just need to improve their own language ability or just get the basics down and there's so much we can do there as well so I'll cover both okay um so in terms of linguistic competence there are apps you can download I know some people really like Duolingo and we also have our primary languages network um student app which you can uh, sorry teacher app which yeah. mirrors the student scheme that of work app. that's that? right it's called the upskilling app and you can download it from your app store, um, you just type in languages upskill and you will see our PLN logo appear and you just click to download and that's free. And it works, um, it, yeah, it's parallel with the, the scheme of work. So if you're teaching animals next week, for example, then you can just have a look and um, listen Refresh. to the, yeah, listen mm-hmm. to the vocab, practice saying them, practice spelling, etc. And it just boosts your confidence a little bit there. Um, in terms of pedagogy, and uh, being able to coordinate the subject. So I know a lot of uh, MFL coordinators will come to our uh, our CPD events that we hold online. And there's so many of them, actually. We have a full CPD calendar, which you can access via our website, primarylanguages.network. Just click on CPD calendar. And that's actually how you go about booking on as well. So all open to members and some are open to non-members mm-hmm. as well. So in terms of the uh, the CPD we offer, we have Catherine's courses, 
which are called coordinating, uh, sorry, effective coordination, it's called, isn't it? And now she's got a new one called outstanding coordination. So for language coordinators, if you're new, then I would advise going on the effective one, or if you just want a refresher, if you have been doing it for a while and you're feeling a bit more confident, maybe you want to embed what you do by going for a uh, going for an accreditation for example so we offer the primary languages development award um, or if you want to just expand what you're doing with the role then I would say go on the outstanding coordination course so that's that I also run half termly twilights or will and I tend to alternate them so he might do one at the beginning of the week and I will tend to pick one up at the end of the week um, so they're free for members you just need to log on in the usual way and they're an hour and a half roughly after school on a, um, a weekday evening. So they're brilliant, actually. And mm. I, I get to learn so much from, from other coordinators as well as hopefully them learning from me. So we will pick a topic or a couple of topics to discuss. It could be supporting colleagues. It could be assessment. It mm. could be phonics. And we will talk as a group we're going to uh, breakout rooms as well so people can share their own skills and they can network with each other and hopefully come away with quite a lot of uh, top tips from those as well we've got a full day course as well called developing leadership in primary languages and that's brilliant we launched that this year (laughs) and it's been so popular and so well attended people have really come away feeling empowered and, and confident to go back into school and to really think about what we call the five principles of primary languages. Mm. So that's uh, coordination being the first one, teaching and learning being the second, and then the other three are celebrating languages, um, school vision and ethos, and then taking it into the wider community as well. So we spend a full day really unpicking what those principles are. Again, we network, we skill share, and that, like I say, really helps coordinators it's been feel really confident. Popular this year. It has we've got new dates for... fully booked this year. Yeah, we've got new. We've got th- we're planning on three new dates for the next academic year. So they should be now on the CPD calendar if you're interested in in booking in on those. Um, I've also been I've had the privilege to to go into schools one to one this year so if that's something that you feel your school or or your coordinator would benefit from then do let us know if you are northwest based I can literally come into school otherwise it works really really well on a zoom and again we just do a personal audit of language provision at the time and we come away with an action plan so you've got things to be working on afterwards what else? <laughs> what else? There You've is a lot already. Yeah, absolutely. There is the the VLE tours as well. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget those. So Will runs those on a really regular basis. And if you just are new to the scheme or you want a refresher, you want to know where things are saved on the VLE, then definitely book on one of those. And he will also run whole staff CPD. So you might build that into your staff meetings or inset, for example. Um, schools are applicable for for that support as well. So do let us know. Um, beyond the network, there are also things that you can look at. So I'm a big fan of the Ripple website. Yeah. So R-I-P-L dot U-K. There really is no co in there. It's research into primary languages and they summarise research that's been happening for um, you know months and years, maybe, into a, a really short document. So maybe one A4 page. So it's really yeah. easy to read like and to digest. That, yeah. It's fantastic. So you can go to ripple.uk. There's also oasis.database.org. That's a similar thing. It's research summaries. So you can be having a flick through and seeing what's the latest developments in, say... You can type a keyword, I think, something you're interested in and then just 
that's it so you can do a search and um, there's all sorts on there if you feel you want to look into something a bit more um, in depth the British Council also released their Languages Trends Survey, which has recently just come out, hasn't yes, it? Yes, it has. Last uh, week, I think. It was last week. It's a great read. Some some really good um, headlines, actually. Things are slowly moving in the right direction in, in terms of languages and uptake and support. We even get a mention, don't really? we, yeah. in this one? <laughs> which is brilliant. So definitely look out for that. And then the AWL is our mm-hmm. association. So the Association for Language Learning they are fantastic. They organise local and national events, both in person and online, and they have an annual conference called Languages World. So that's something to look out, look out for as well. So ultimately, there is support um, yeah. everywhere you look. Oh, yeah. It's just thinking about what would really benefit you. So mm-hmm. don't fill your completely, you know, don't completely fill your week and your timetable. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be, um, you know, engaging with absolutely everything out there. Just think what would really benefit you. And I think the ultimate support really for in terms of competence and confidence are our schemes of work for our members. So there's the Click to Teach, which is PowerPoint based and has all the audio sound files built in, which we know teachers find really helpful, whether they're specialists or non-specialists. And then, of course, the video to teach mm, scheme. It, yeah. It's mm. got everything planned, everything resourced, native speakers delivering those lessons, but it's upskilling the teachers I was going to say that, Kate, yeah. at the same mm, time, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's it. Learn, so, so learn alongside the children and just one step ahead. Uh, we say that all the time, don't we? That's it. And mm. so you're thinking you're short on time. That's kind of a, um, a catch-all, I would say, because there's so much going on in those lessons. It's really... Um, super quality in terms of provision, but you're also the teacher in the room is mm. is having their confidence and their competence uh, yeah. built up as well. That's it. Oh, thank you so much, Kate, for researching that question. You know, so thoroughly. No problem. So much, so much there, and um, you know, it can be a little bit isolating sometimes when you're the only person in the school. It can. It's a bit of a lonely role. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So the so more you can network, so some, I know in mine, um, we we're an academy, so we, we have a. Um, we have teacher hubs, we have subject lead hubs where we can meet up with other subject leads from other schools, mm. maybe just once a term even. And it does give you that opportunity to just uh, see how other schools are doing things and to share what works well for yes. you as well. And it's really, yeah. really important to network, isn't it? Oh, great. Thank you. That's all right. Can I ask you a <laughs> yes, question okay, now? So the second question is from Vicky Sage from Chase Lane, who is a PLM member, and she asks a question about grammar, specifically adjectives. Mm-hmm. So she, for her own personal development, but also for the children she teaches, she was wondering about the rules for use of adjectives for word order and agreement. So um, if you could help us out with that one, Emily, and talk about it in terms of our PLN scheme, yeah. but also how we keep grammar primary mm. at the same time yeah. which is, is really really important yeah. all right thank you very much well thank you Vicky for asking this question so how do we introduce adjectives in our scheme of work so first of all adjectives is grammar isn't it it is something that we have to teach mm-hmm. it's in the key stage two program of study uh, it says very clearly pupils should be taught to understand basic grammar mm. so of course for us it's an integral part of our scheme of work and and we teach it so Let's unpack how uh, we present it throughout mm-hmm. the sort of the stages. So we talk about stages in our scheme. So we start at stage one and then we go to stage four. So it's, if you like, if you start stage one in year three, so it's your year three, year four, all the way to year six. Mm-hmm. So in stage one, we um, start with colours uh, as concept. I mean, that's blue, or red, and we teach the, the words, the 
color words. And um, as we progress throughout stage one, towards the end of stage one, in summer one, we also link colors to noun. We expose children to, for example, we've got a story, uh, the hungry giant story. It's called, and he likes une pomme rouge, a red apple. Mm -hmm. So we start to expose the children to the fact that the adjectives might be placed uh, in a different, might be placed, might look different mm -hmm. when we use adjectives in languages compared to English. Mm -hmm. And then moving on to stage two, so your second year of learning, we're starting to build short sentences, a noun, a verb, an adjective. So we might say something like, so I'm saying the examples in French because I'm a native French speaker. <laughs> um, je suis rouge, I am red. Or l'éléphant est gris, the elephant is grey. So we're starting to see uh, the adjective being used in a sentence, in a short sentence. And then progressively, we introduce new adjectives through topics such as the jungle, the animal in the jungle. And uh -huh. they're introduced through their size and shape. So we hear the, the adjectives first. So again, that's a story. It's called Walking Through the Jungle. And the way the story unfolds is that we hear the adjectives first. So oh, something's big and grey. And then we have to use our language detective skills to uh, work out what the adjectives are. Mm -hmm. And then we, we associate that adjective to an animal. And then we move on to building those short sentences. Right. And then as we progress, stage three, stage four, there's even more exposure to adjectives. Um, for example, we start off stage three with talking about our feelings, our emotions. We move on to describing our town, clothes. We use adjectives to justify our opinions. C'est fatigant. It's tiring. C'est ennuyeux. It's boring. So all of that is very, very much uh, big feature of the scheme and as we develop those longer sentences mm -hmm. into stage four. So as I said, so the slowly and gradually the, 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 the grammar gets a little bit more complex. We look at the position of adjectives, adjectival agreement. Mm -hmm. We don't shy away from teaching explicitly. Yeah. We don't we talk about the rules, but we like to move quickly into playing games and focusing on practicing the grammar rule in a context. Mm -hmm. So uh, for writing, we support our children with the rainbow writing. They can see how the grammar rule applies when you're building a sentence. Mm -hmm. um, so we, you know, we do sort of, I would, I would describe low-stake activities yeah. with these big, quite complex rules sometimes. Well, yes, exactly. And I, what I found is if you teach the rule, no matter how many times you say, mm -hmm. the adjective comes after the noun, as soon as it's up to them to do independently, they sometimes still we'll put it before the noun. So even though they might understand it, be able to explain that rule, it's that practical application, isn't that's it? And that's where rainbow sentences really supports them because it's there on the board in the order and they can just pick from each column and, and get that grammar rule embedded. Mm, practice makes better, doesn't it? Exactly, so yeah. You're just going to practice. Yeah, like you said, you can explain it so many times but at the end of the day, just have a go manipulate the language mm. and, and, and then that's how you're going to really sort of Start to understand the rule. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just just to finish, I want to say that we really make a point to keep grammar uh, primary. Mm. Okay. And um, we do that by introducing the children to the key features and the patterns of the target language, such as we've just talked about adjective agreements. But we do the same for verb conjugation, gender of nouns, etc. Make a point, like I said, to keep it really primary. But it's a big feature of our of our scheme of work. 
And we like to think that we're building the foundation for further learning mm. because that's what we're preparing our children to. We are, they, they, we are preparing them for further learning yeah. when they go to key stage three. That's it. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed researching that question. Uh, so that's just adjective. We could, yeah. we could have the same sort of walkthrough about how we do nouns and um, other parts of, um, of um, grammar. That's, so that's really, really interesting. And it's, you know, it's... Um, Part of curriculum design, thinking these mm. things through and introducing it in a way that you can build in your progression as well. Mm. And we have a, a document, I'm sure, don't we, Emily, mm. with a, a progression yeah. map for grammar, so yeah. you can see how it does all uh, weave through our scheme. Um, but it's all been thought, thought through, hasn't it? Absolutely. So that there is progression Absolutely. there. That's brilliant, Emily. Oh, Thank you for that right. comprehensive right. answer. <laughs> okay, so that brings us to the end of this episode. So thank you for listening and do share with us anything that you've managed to do off the back of today. So if it's inspired you to do something or you've got photographs of things that's happened with, you know, some lovely active grammar lessons happening in yes. schools then do let us know. We hope to see you on our CPD sessions. That would be brilliant. And if you've got any further questions, mm, how, can, how can yeah. people so, do that? Emily? Uh, yes. So if you've got any other questions, uh, you can, if you're a member, obviously email us. If you're non-member, we would love to hear from you. You can ask us a question by our Twitter, our Facebook page. Uh, yeah, Ask the Expert, that's the podcast. So um, yeah, we are looking forward to recording many, many more. Mm in the new academic year because Excellent. I can't believe we is this our last one oh, wait. I think it might be oh wow well, we'll have a great <laughs> summer everybody <laughs> have a great summer yeah. <laughs> alright thank you bye, bye.